Well, hi everyone, welcome back to the Revival Recap. Today we're chatting about highlights from our Saturday night meeting. I'm Clint Davis, I'm here with Stacey Harris. Hey Stacey. Hey Clint. Okay, this is dangerous because we've got two communication type <laughs> people in a room. It's going to be fun. It's going to be long. It's going to be three <laughs> hours. <laughs> Start the timer now. Start the timer. Oh man, it, it showed that you had, it's, it's more than just what you do for a living, but it's something bubbling in you that had to come out in the season i thought i thought it was such a good time but anyway we'll get into that uh first let me just get some of your perspective of what happened on saturday night stuff yeah. that maybe not all of us got to see or experience what what was going on from your side yeah so when i got to the uh service i went into pre-service revival and man it was already just god was moving the faith level in that room and i was just you could feel the presence of God just strong, and I was so excited. Our community is the most encouraging community I think I have ever been a part of. The amount of people that sent me texts and prayed for me and were encouraging me even before the service, I just thought, wow, I love this body so much. Um, worship was incredible. Our worship team just, yeah, so amazing. And then I had two of my kids there. So, oh, that's special. Yeah, it was really special. Even with my husband being in Germany, um, yeah, it was really special to have them there with me. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of things going on in my heart, um, and really feeling that sense of family. Um, so, I loved what. I was bringing because I, I felt it that night. So yeah, that's awesome. You uh, you mentioned Shane a couple times through your sermon. Yes. Clearly missing him. <laughs> I know. I thought, man, he's only been gone a week. I wonder if he'd been gone longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. And uh, man, Jeremy, you brought Jeremy up oh. about, with a testimony. That's awesome. Yeah. So I had heard the testimony earlier in the week, but then when I walked into pre-service revival he was sharing that testimony and I was like, oh my goodness, to hear it from him, um, I just knew. And I'd been sensing these things about the power of God and then I'd been texting the team in Germany and hearing about some major encounters that they were having and so I just knew that we needed to, that needed to go further than just that room, it needed to go out and so yeah, I wanted to start the service um, with that amazing testimony. Yeah, and that was so amazing because um you know, we, I mean, when we were in Dubai, we had seen that as well, somebody raised from the dead. But it's just amazing because you heard about it before actually seeing him share it. I'd heard about it, so it kind of came through the grapevine. Yeah. But when it came to sharing it in the room at the service, it's almost like people didn't even need all the details. The celebration was around. He didn't even get to exactly. <laughs> he didn't even get to all of the really good things. I know. There's so many questions. Even after I'm like, "Who's the person?" Like, I want to talk to them. What were they feeling? What were they sensing? You know, all the amazing things. So. Yeah, that's right. So good. So so good. God is good. Amazing stuff happening in the city. So, Stacy, you preached a message called "Keys to Building Healthy." community yeah. not keys to building healthy communication <laughs> it was about that but yeah. keys to building healthy community i think there's a distinct difference there absolutely yeah i kind of went back and forth um on it and family was part of it um but really community that sense of family um is what it's all about it's about our relationships and so many of our relationships get hung up because of our, our communication. And so, um, you know, we are eight months old and I've heard, I mean, I, I, I sense it. I've had conversations. I've heard, I'm just sensing from the Lord that this was a timely message to deliver 
for our body in this stage of our growth. So yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the word transition. And it's quite a tricky thing because we're in growth, mm-hmm. but we also like constantly in transition because yeah. there's new people coming <laughs> in and this and that. And to keep community pure and healthy, um, you obviously work with it every day. But what does that mean for us that like you mentioned family, but what does it mean to keep communication healthy in this setting? Yeah, I think, you know, some of those keys that I talked about, um, really being honest, being honest with ourselves, being honest with one another not letting offense take root. If something comes up, ask some clarifying questions. I mean, don't just stop there. If you if something is bubbling inside of you, like, that just didn't sit right, just ask the person. I cannot tell you how many times people come to me and they're like, they tell me all the things, and I'll say, have you told that person what you just told me? Well, no. I'm like, you need to, because that was beautiful, what you just said. It was honest. It was raw. You were speaking from your heart. Now go tell them. <laughs> Don't tell me. Just go talk to the person. And I think if we could do a lot more face-to-face communication instead of texting and emailing and Voxer and all these things that are... What? What? <laughs> yes. I didn't, what is that? I don't even know what that is. You, you're Marco ahead of me. Polo, all these what? apps that we have that are supposed to help. Honestly, I think, yes, it's convenient. It helps when we're, you know, in so many different locations. But, man, there's so many breakdowns that can happen. It's so so true. There's no tone in text. Um, Let's unpack it just just a little bit because I think it's so helpful. In approaching somebody, if you feel offended about something or you feel you've offended somebody, Mm -hmm. what's the difference in approach between an introverted person and an extroverted person? Because... You know, I can just feel all the introverts listening to this going, no way am I going to go and speak to somebody about them making me feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be harder. I mean, and so I think understanding for some of us, confrontation, um, communication feels easy. And then for other others, it's going to be challenging. And so they're just realizing, okay, <laughs> this is uncomfortable. Maybe I take someone with me that I, you know, that can create a safe space that can, um, you know, help me, give me some pointers. I don't know what, what we need, but we're the body, and that's why we have each other. And so really leaning into that and not walking alone, not feeling isolated, not letting the enemy get in there and twist things around, but really kind of diving in to that, I love this person. I want the best for them, calling out the gold, and letting those offenses fall away and really speaking what's in our hearts. Yeah, that's a, there's truth to that, that you take offense, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, it, it, that's, that's a good point. Is, and maybe the extroverts can just step back and yeah. take a breath before, <laughs> before just answering straight away and process and think, like you, like you said, just press pause for a second, yeah. right? And become Absolutely. a good listener. Yeah, it's a bit of a journey. Um, (laughs) What's left in your heart about this message? You know, sometimes we preach a message and we walk away and go, yeah, I did a good job, but there's still something bubbling there. There's still, like, what's left in there? Yeah, I think it's going to take practice. We're not going to get it perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And giving each other a lot of grace in the process, I think, is really kind of one of the things that I wish I would have said a little bit more. Um, Just like, you know, this is... I don't do it perfectly. I mean, I've been doing this for 27 years, and I mess up, you know, but I learn from those mistakes. I walk in a lot of grace, and, uh, yeah, 
I um, try not to do it again the next time. Yeah, right. That's I and mean, that is the only way, really. Yeah. And keep going. And if you do struggle with communication, then get your hands on a good resource, yeah. on a good book. I mean, I'm sure you know a few. A few, yeah. 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 You want to throw a couple names out there? Uh, we do have a few. I mean, there's one on um, crucial conversations that I have on my bookshelf. That's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think of the author. I don't have it right off the top of my head, but it is. Oh, there it is. Conversations for change. Crucial Conversations, um, those are both really great books um, in communication. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it seems strange to some that we would have something like this preached from the pulpit on a Saturday night. But the reality is that these are the things that cause these fractions in in churches. And so if we can do this, it it kind of... Plants seed in people, but that that seed rubs off on others and kind of creates a culture, right? This yeah. is this is really part of our core culture Absolutely. to build family in a healthy way. Yeah, you know, I love that about our leaders. Joaquin and Renee are amazing. They, um, you know, first of all, they champion women, and so I loved um, that. And then they, they well, I mean, there's no choice. As yes. an Australian, an Australian woman, she's not going to let I us get away. Love that woman. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Um, they both are, but they also love um, what you know what I carry and the giftings that I have. And, you know, even Renee, I remember talking to her, kind of, you know, pitching around a few ideas. And she was like, anybody can preach about revival. We want what you have. Like, we want, no, that's the message. We want that as a part of our body. It's a healthy diet. We need a diversity in here of different messages. And what resonates with one person is going to speak to someone else differently, you know. So yeah. I really love that. About that's amazing. They are. They're, they're extremely honoring and extremely open-handed. Yeah leaders it's, it's a joy to be around if i could ask you for a single highlight mm-hmm. from saturday what would it be wow um you know i got a text uh, immediately and it was thank you for being vulnerable for preaching this message it's changing our family wow yeah that was like wow Really? I mean, they went home and immediately began to have conversations. And even last night at the Young Adults, um, this was so precious. I've been thinking about it and praying. Um, a young man came up to me and he said, um, I have trouble with communication. He said, I have autism. And I've seen him before and I've never spoken to him. Um, but he said, I would love it if you could help me. Wow. And that's I said, amazing. I want to help you. I really do. Um, and he said, I struggle with communication and I took lots of notes. I'm trying to practice what you said. I think I could learn even more. And I've never been approached wow. um, by someone, you know, with yeah. his specific um, needs. And so I just thought, man, God, there's, you're into something, there is something you want to do here. Um, so anyway, that was really special. That's me. amazing. That is awesome. I love it. Um, so let me, let me ask you this. You said this people's responses to me do not determine how I love them. Yeah. And I've heard that from Danny yeah. before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, share something about that journey for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've pastored four churches, right? Yep, exactly. And that's why I know it's a, sa- it's a bold but yes, a safe question to put yes. out there. Yeah. You know, um, God has done so much in my heart. Um, you know, people's responses. You know, I even just think about Jesus when he was on the cross, you know, and things that were happening at him and his response, even to the two people that were hanging there with him. 
um, you know, he didn't have to say what he said, but to one, he was like, you will be with me in paradise. And I thought, whoa, those two gentlemen were there, not because they were falsely accused, you know? And so when we get falsely accused, when we, when people say things, when there's offense taken, I mean, in ministry, man, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I remember, I remember when we were first pastoring and we were so young and I would take on offenses for Shane. People would say things about him, had nothing to do with me, but I mean, we're one. He would let it go, move on. I would hold (laughs) on to that thing and I would just be like, no way, like, no, this is not. And then, man, the Lord began to deal with me. It was just like, Stacy, no, you cannot love them because of how they're treating you or what they're doing, you know. Your love has to be pure. And so I began to seek the face of the Lord and just be like, God, I want to love people the way you love them, not the way they're reacting to me, treating me, speaking to me. I want to love with your love. And um, yeah, he, he can do that. When we actually ask those kinds of things, he'll take us up on it. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it burns you out just carrying it. Cool. Just carrying it really burns you out. And yeah, you know, I had to cross that line as well. I was so defensive for a large part of my life. And I had to come to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to treat people according to who I am, not according to who they are. Yeah. And it kind of sets you free in a way from yeah. your own victimized mentality. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You also mentioned Ephesians 4.25 about building each other up, not according to my needs, but mm-hmm. according to their needs. And you spoke about honest, direct, truthful communication, that that should be the norm. Yeah. Honest, direct, truthful. Yes. What does that look like? Yeah. Because when I think about that, it sounds <laughs> nice from the pulpit. Yeah. But it's not always easy being honest. And direct is one of those words that goes with confrontation. Yeah. And truthful, what's truthful in confrontation and truthful as in the truth and love? Just unpackage right. all of that a little bit. Yeah. So I think we have to... When we're communicating and when we're in those kind of situations, we have to really um, think about how I'm experiencing this because we all have our own perception (laughs) of the situation and talk about where I'm coming from. Because so many times I think we want to blame. You did this and you hurt me and this, 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 instead of this is how I experienced this. And I think when we come at it from that kind of a, um, a place when you're saying, well, this is the way I experienced this. And then you pause and you let the other person fill in the space with maybe they validate everything you just said and said, yeah, that was exactly what I meant. Or no, that wasn't. At which point you just turn around and walk away (laughs) and find yourself some new friends. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Mm. No, that's when you pray and, and you press in further and be like, okay, well, is that okay with you? You know, and just really being honest um, about where we're coming from. And I think if we're really honest, like, do I really love this person? Do I want the best for them? Do I want this relationship? Maybe it's going to look different when we get to the other side of this. But am I in, like, am I putting the relationship over the problem? Am I going to focus on this instead of that situation? And so I think that's really important. And if we can get our mindset changed, because so many times we just fixate on that one thing that's driving us 
crazy and just tear them apart, you know, whoever it is, a friend, a family member, you know, someone in the body. Um, but if we can really step back, think about the person, think about all those amazing things inside of them, think about the gold, call it out, and then just talk about how you are experiencing that situation and then let them shine some light because I can tell you most of the offenses or most of the, conf you know, the issues that have been at hand, it was mainly a misunderstanding. Right. <laughs> and if we shed a little light, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's not exactly how I perceived it. That's not, you know, and then really dive into unpacking that. Well, your listening need to get in the room with Stacy because she talks with her hands. I guess. So it makes me feel <laughs> like I'm getting double double the amount, yeah, double the double the input, yeah. But yeah, I'll just book your calendar for the rest of the year and everybody can have their turn to see you talk with your hands. But that's so true. Perception is one thing. Um, how much of that is personality as well? Do we have to become aware of our own personalities oh, yeah. and how we come across? You know, there's... We, we tend to fall into the space of trying to change each other. Mm -hmm. So how do, we, how do we become more aware of ourselves? Yeah. I mean, sometimes when somebody points things out through a conflict situation, mm -hmm. we realize, oh, I, I do that. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about making it clear to the other person about how you experienced what they did or mm -hmm. what they said. But how do we, what's that journey like becoming aware of your own person? And yeah. then do you just change yourself or do you, I mean, what do you do with that? Because yeah. you are you. You're right, exactly. Personality absolutely plays a huge part into that. And self-awareness, I think, is a journey. And it is part of growing. And if you really do want to grow professionally, personally, spiritually, um, it is a process. And some of us embrace feedback <laughs> and some of us not so much. Um, but I think if we really do think, you know, I, I want to grow. I want to change. I want to be more like Jesus and really keep that as like the focus. Even in our, the way we treat others, the way we communicate, um, it can make such a difference in the way we approach every conversation, every relationship. And then when those things do come up that are challenging to us and we have to, ugh, okay, that was hurtful or painful. Or, you know what? There was some truth in that. And maybe if I came into a situation, I would say it a little different next time. So I think just learning and growing is really the key. Right. Now, you work with, with a lot of companies, and they obviously are people that work together and see each other in a work forum. So there are some rules in play yeah. already. Mm -hmm. In a church, in a sense, there aren't those rules. Right. There's sort of a bend to familiarity, which sort of allows for that contempt. Mm -hmm. um, how much more important or how different is that dynamic? Uh, if familiarity is one of those issues, what are some of the others to be aware of? And, and how do we not be like that? You know, I think assumptions are the biggest problem. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that we have especially when we don't have the familiarity and we don't know the person, we make assumptions. Mm. And some of those are very legitimate. Some of those are so far-fetched that they don't make any sense. But we pick up on one little thing and we fill in the gaps about that individual, about what they meant, about you know the whole situation. 
So I think in a church setting, assumptions are the one thing that we need to be aware of. Um, I, you know, a positive person, I always think the best at people, you know, oh, their intentions are the best, you know, they really are building someone up, you know, in the workforce, that's not always the case. And so, um, yeah, I've learned a lot through that, even in business, um, just, oh, okay, not everyone operates at the same level of trust. Hopefully in the body, you know, we have that and we can really learn, but assumptions I would say would be the biggest thing that could really cause um, some conflict. So good. And along the journey of my my own personal journey and trying to fix that communication through myself, I find that it's so true what you say. You do fill in the gaps when you don't have the facts, but you tend to fill them in according to what you would do. And that's usually not the best thing. It, It kind of reveals your own heart, even if you don't see it that way. When you do start seeing it that way, you kind of want to change because you realize, uh-oh. Exactly. I'm the yeah. dirty one in this. Yeah, it's so true. Assumptions, man, they can get us into trouble <laughs> a lot. So I always say, let's let's press pause. Think the, you know, let's call out the gold in each other. If there is an assumption, let's get some clarification if we need to and not fill in the gaps and build a bigger story than needs to be built. That's so good. So if I were to ask you, I'm going to ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. The first one I'm going to ask you to wrap this up is what was the single big idea? I think we all know what it is, but sometimes whoever shared the message gets to articulate it differently. Yeah. What was the single big idea that you wanted people to walk away with this week? Yeah. I think the big idea is that um, you know communication is so vitally important in building healthy relationships. And so that's in the body, that's in our own personal families, that's at work. And so just leaning in to healthy communication and really focusing on those points that I mentioned in the sermon and just really um, practicing it. Yeah. So good. And as kind of links to what you've just said, but the single practicality, what's the start point? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what's, practice, what's the first practice, step? Practice, <laughs> practice, and do it again. So, so go cause conflict with people. No, 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 and no. And then no, practice please. clearing it up. <laughs> practice don't. clearing it up. Please don't do that. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, but practice even just in basic things like listening, you know, just really listening to get the heart of the conversation and the meaning behind it. And then obviously if there is conflict, don't let anger dominate you and press pause, step back. And then, yeah, those last points about being honest, direct, you know, really being specific in our communication. So good. Thank you, Stacey. I think it's so helpful. And I mean, we know already that this week has impacted people oh. so deeply. But I do want to just stress, it's a start point. Yes. It's not a sermon that you just go, okay, got that one under the belt. Absolutely. Now I'm a great communicator. No. <laughs> do some work because yeah. it's worth it at the end. It, it really is worth it. Hey, um, thanks for joining us for this week's Revival Recap. Remember that you can get more out of our journey together at BethelATX.com or chat to a Connect Coach at one of our Saturday meetings. They are happy to hook you up and they're good communicators too, so that'll help you. <laughs> Till next time, uh, see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks, Clint.